0: I wrote a book! And because this is such a huge announcement, I am interrupting my very own podcast episode to tell you all about it. For the past several months, writing this book has been my passion project, and if I'm being honest with you, it still is. I am currently elbow deep in the editing process, and it's hard not rushing through it because I seriously cannot wait to bring my book into the world. But, as I always tell others, victories aren't victories because of reaching a certain destination or milestone. The victory is the journey itself. Recovery from an eating disorder isn't admirable because you can one day eat a burger without feeling guilty. Recovery from an eating disorder is admirable because of all the action steps you took to get to a place where you can eat without guilt. Speaking of journeys, that's exactly what my book will be about. Well, my first book at least. I mean, I have so many book ideas, but this is going to be the first one. It's going to be about my entire journey. It's a memoir written in the style of a novel in which I truly hold nothing back. I share my story in a way that is more raw, more vulnerable, and more unfiltered than I have ever ever showed before uncovering parts of my life that have always been my own secret up until it's going to be in your hands i talk about what it was like growing up as an undiagnosed autistic girl how my eating disorder developed because of that how i manipulated the treatment system for years and i mean i get juicy in detail um what was necessary for me to recover, and really just every step of the journey that's gotten me to where I am today. If you want to be the very first to receive updates about my book, along with special discounts and gifts when I launch, be sure to sign up for my book waitlist over at livelabelfree.com forward slash book. So that's livelabelfree, like the name of this podcast, dot com forward slash book. I cannot wait for you to read it, and with that said, let's get into today's episode. Welcome to Live Label Free, the podcast where we talk about all things eating disorder recovery, autism, entrepreneurship, and so much more. I'm your host, Livia Sarah, and my mission is to inspire individuals from across the globe to live a life in which they feel fulfilled and free from limiting labels. I am so excited to have you here and cannot wait to dive into the episode. I can't eat just yet. I need to clean my apartment first. I need to make sure I've responded to all of my emails. I need to get in my workout before the tasks of the day start tacking up. Does this sound like the little voice in your head? Because trust me, I know that voice all too well. For years, I procrastinated eating. I constantly felt like I had to deserve my food and could only fully enjoy it once all of my to-dos were checked off. If you resonate with this, keep on listening because in this episode, I'll be sharing what I believe to be the biological reason so many people with eating disorders, especially those who are also neurodivergent, delay mealtimes. I'll also be sharing some of the consequences of delaying food and what strategies you can implement to adopt an eating schedule that works for your unique lifestyle. If you enjoy this content, please subscribe to the podcast wherever you are listening, whether that be on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or on YouTube, or any other podcast player, and I want to invite you to leave a 5-star rating and, if you feel so inclined, to also write a positive review for this podcast. Now that I've written a book and have decided to fully shift the focus of Live Label Free to bridging the gap between eating disorder recovery and neurodiversity, I want to bring on more experts, other authors, and other individuals that have lived experience with an eating disorder while unknowingly neurodivergent. The more ratings and reviews this podcast has, the easier it is for me to bring on amazing guests which Ultimately, will make this podcast a better resource for you. So, seriously, because I know your time is so valuable, I would so appreciate it if you could just take two minutes out of your day to rate and review the podcast. I read all of the reviews, and they are honestly one of the main reasons I keep showing up and keep pressing record. Thank you again from the bottom of my heart, and without further ado, let's dive into today's episode. So, first of all, why do we procrastinate eating? Because if you are anything like me, I do not procrastinate much. I am a huge planner and like to have most things in my life sorted and out of my brain as soon as I know about them. When I was still in school and got an assignment, I would get started ASAP. Unlike my mom and sisters, who would wait to start until midnight the day before, I needed the time and the space to complete a project or study for an exam without the additional pressure of time. Being a perfectionist and high performer, I already felt enough pressure. I mean, I still do. I wanted to get straight A's and be the best. So why would I add to that pressure by waiting until the last minute? That's right, I wouldn't. My tendency to plan things so far in advance served a very important purpose, and that purpose is peace of mind. Now, I believe everything we do in life serves a purpose. I mean, otherwise, we wouldn't do it, right? And you may be wondering, well, how on earth is engaging in disordered eating serving a purpose? How on earth is torturing myself by distracting myself from mental hunger or forcing myself to work out through exhaustion, how on earth is that serving a purpose? And because we are talking about procrastinating mealtimes, how is delaying food serving a purpose? Well, for starters, you've been doing most of these things for quite some time now. This has caused them to become habits which serve a biological purpose. Habits are our brain's way of increasing its efficiency. When we don't have to make as many decisions and our daily habits become automatic, become the default, we have more energy left to do other tasks. Looking at thousands of years ago, this meant more energy to hunt and seek food and do all the necessary tasks to survive. Yes, in today's current day and age, we may not have to do all of those things anymore, but our brains haven't evolved much since then. You know how hard it is to kick a habit? It's the reason people have such a hard time quitting an addiction, the reason why night owls stay night owls and the early birds stay early birds, and the reason why eating disorders, and other mental health issues can go on for such a long time. After consistently conditioning our brain to make a choice, our brain has attached an automatic switch to these routine behaviors so it no longer has to spend extra energy on them. In contrast, when us humans try to change, our brain has to work overtime to form new neural pathways which takes energy. I go in depth on this topic of energy expenditure and why mental hunger is often stronger than physical hunger in my completely free guide answering the top 10 questions about extreme hunger. So feel free to grab that by clicking the link in the show notes below or heading over to livelabelfree.com forward slash extreme hunger guide. But to quickly summarize here, every task the body executes costs energy. That's why recovery from an eating disorder can feel so damn exhausting, because what you're literally doing is sawing away the old connections in your brain, and you're building new ones from the ground up. Now, I know this may sound slightly discouraging, but the good news is that taking consistent steps towards the life you want to live, the life free from an eating disorder, creates a domino effect. To knock that first domino down is often the hardest, but once you gain momentum in recovery, you become unstoppable, my friend. Understanding how the brain forms and maintains habits allows you to better understand why you so badly want to change and so badly want to recover, but it feels impossible. When you are malnourished and your body is doing everything it can to conserve as much energy as possible, of course it's not going to prioritize expending extra energy on changing your brain. And all of this is amplified when you're autistic because one of the main autistic traits is Difficulty with change. So the purpose that all your disordered eating habits are serving is that they are providing you with predictability. Eating the same foods every day, following the same workout routine, even though you're tired, working or studying instead of honoring that constant mental hunger, these are all things you've conditioned your brain it can consistently rely on, which is why it literally feels safer to engage in the eating disorder than to take recovery-oriented action. Now, when it comes to the purpose of procrastinating mealtime specifically, I believe this is due to the state of your nervous system. As I explained in my episode on how to overcome few foods, the body is constantly switching between two systems, the sympathetic nervous system and the parasympathetic nervous system. Also known as fight, flight, or freeze mode, your sympathetic nervous system is responsible for keeping you safe in dangerous or stressful situations. In these situations, your sympathetic nervous system activates to speed up your heart rate and deliver more blood to areas of the body that need more oxygen to quickly get you out of danger. For example, your leg muscles if you were running away from a tiger. The sympathetic nervous system acts in direct contrast to your parasympathetic nervous system, also known as rest and digest mode. This comes back to your body's energetic balance as it's constantly sending energy to where your body needs it most at every moment. If you are faced by a tiger in the wild, your body has no time to digest or think about whether or not you're hungry as this would decrease your chances of survival. In contrast, when you are feeling safe and when you are feeling calm, the body activates your parasympathetic nervous system, which allows you to properly digest food. So how does this all tie back to delaying food? Well, if you are constantly in a state of anxiety, which is commonly the case among autistic individuals as well as those struggling with disordered eating, your body is constantly in that fight-flight-freeze mode. The overstimulation caused by all the tasks (laughs) taking up space in your brain, not to mention the overstimulation of just being neurodivergent is prohibiting you from being in rest and digest mode. So, biologically, it makes perfect sense why you feel incapable of eating before getting all of those thoughts out of your head. Of course, this is not a sustainable way to live, and more importantly, I know it's not how you want to live. Otherwise, you wouldn't be listening to this episode and also, You're just simply a slave to the tasks rather than feeling free in when you can eat. Moreover, delaying mealtimes doesn't come without consequences. As I'm sure you've experienced, restricting for a prolonged period of time can cause you to feel shaky, irritable, weak, and just overall crappy because our bodies need consistent fuel to function. And if you are also neurodivergent, I'm sure you resonate with being unable to recognize physical hunger and fullness cues. As I mentioned in my episode on how to recognize and overcome extreme hunger, As an autistic person in ED recovery, autistic people can often go for hours without food because they are simply unaware of needing to eat. This can result in binging later in the day or in the evening because your body has a whole day's worth of calories to make up for. This doesn't make you an emotional eater or a binge eater and you're not developing binge eating disorder. This is simply what makes you human, a human that needs calories to survive. Have you listened to my free audio training yet? If not, you have got to get your booty over to my website right now and download the audio training Three Steps to Recovery from an Eating Disorder as an Autistic Person. If there is one question I get asked the most when it comes to autism and eating disorders, it's whether or not I believe it's harder for an autistic person to recover from an eating disorder. The fact that this is such a common question is really no surprise as autistic traits are often the root cause of the disordered eating behaviors. I believe my own eating disorder was simply a manifestation of my autism. Obsessive interests, the need for predictability and routine, difficulty with change, being sensitive. As soon as you mix food and exercise into this autistic assemblage of traits, it's literally a recipe for an eating disorder. So then how does an autistic individual approach recovery from an eating disorder? Well, that is exactly what you will learn in my free audio training. While listening, you'll be guided through Three simple steps to give you the clarity and confidence you need to use your autism to your advantage in recovery. It's like having a private coaching session with me on demand. To listen to the free training, all you have to do is head over to livelabelfree.com forward slash free dash audio training and you'll be on your way to learning the skills to fully recover from an eating disorder as an autistic person. Achieving a state of full recovery from an eating disorder will be a different journey than for someone who is not autistic but that doesn't mean it has to be harder. I did it which means you can too. Now let's get back to today's episode. So now that we know the biology behind procrastinating mealtimes and what the consequences are of doing so, it's time to share some tips on how to stop procrastinating mealtimes. If you want to live in freedom and be able to eat whatever and whenever you want, you need to get out of fight or flight mode and into rest and digest mode. You need to teach your brain that it is safe to eat even when you have a mountain of never-ending to-do list and a head that is buzzing with thoughts. How do we do that? How do we teach your brain that it's safe to eat? Well, one of the most helpful reminders that has not only worked for me, but also for many of my clients, is that your to-do list will be there when you get back. Even though we may think we will have one day of no tasks or chores that need to be done, let's be realistic. There's always more stuff to do. The to-do list is never ending. And even if the tasks on that list aren't that important, us stimuli-seeking individuals, hello dopamine, will constantly come up with reasons for why we need to do Just one more thing before we finally allow ourselves to relax and finally allow ourselves to eat. But again, this causes you to be a slave to external circumstances because the reality is that how you live your life is always your choice. It has nothing to do with anything outside of you. I mean, it all starts in your mind. So, that's tip number one. When you hear that little tyrant in your brain saying, You can't eat just yet because there's stuff you still have to do before. You tell that, tyrant! Thanks for popping in my brain today, but I don't need to listen to you right now. You'll be there when I get back because right now, I have to take care of myself and I have to eat. Fuel first, function second. My second tip is specifically for autistic individuals, but really works for anyone who prefers structure and routine probably anyone who's listening to this. And that tip is to map out your ideal eating schedule. A lot of the work I do with my one-on-one coaching clients revolves around cultivating the life you want to live rather than focusing on recovery. Where attention goes, energy flows. When we stay hyper-focused on recovery, we will forever stay stuck in recovery, blocking us from achieving the full potential that comes with being recovered, past tense. In contrast, when we focus on how we want to live and take actions that align with that desire, recovery is a natural byproduct. So, why do I share all of this? Because the same method works for any goal you want to achieve if you want to lead a life in which you feel healthy and free around food yet simultaneously have structure and routine around food you can i mean i do a huge misconception about intuitive eating is that it simply means eating when you're hungry and stopping when you're full, because this honestly could not be further from the truth, especially if we're talking about intuitive eating for divergent people. As I explain in my episodes and posts on interoception, autistic people are often unable to recognize physical cues. So how on earth are we supposed to honor our hunger and fullness cues when our body doesn't even have these cues in the first place. I often eat when I'm not hungry and I still consider myself an intuitive eater. I eat what I want when I want, free of rules and restrictions, but within the boundaries of my own body and knowledge of my autistic brain. I know that in order to feel my best, I need to eat specific foods and I need to eat regularly throughout the day. I have created my own individualized eating pattern and you can do the same if you are brewing honest with yourself and allow yourself to eat what deep down you know your body needs. My third and final tip is to stimulate your vagus nerve. Now, I do go deep into the science of the vagus nerve and its importance in my course, Extremely Hungry to Completely Satisfied, so I'm not going to repeat myself too much here, but in short, the vagus nerve is the main nerve of the parasympathetic nervous system. So, that's that rest and digest nervous system, baby. It's responsible for carrying signals from the brain to the gut and vice versa as certain neurotransmitters such as serotonin are not only found in the brain but also in the gut. If you are anxious and have a lot on your mind, this can negatively impact your gut health and results in digestive issues. How to heal these digestive issues is yet another topic that's covered in my course. I mean, friend, please do yourself a favor and enroll. And the vagus nerve also plays a key role in doing so. How, you may ask? Well, because the vagus nerve is the main nerve of the parasympathetic nervous system, stimulating it activates that rest and digest mode. And as we learned earlier in this episode, it's not being in rest and digest mode that causes you to feel like you have to do all these tasks before allowing yourself to finally eat. So, to stimulate your vagus nerve, all you have to do is take slow, controlled, breaths, because in doing so, you are consciously slowing down your heart rate and allowing increased blood flow to the brain, which, in turn, signals your brain that you are safe. And there you have it, my friend. After listening to this episode, you now understand the biological reason for why you procrastinate mealtimes, and I've given you three strategies to biohack that biology so you can finally stop falling victim to your to-do list and take responsibility over your own damn life. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe wherever you are listening or watching and leave a rate and review on Apple iTunes. Did I just say Apple iTunes? Obviously I meant Apple Podcasts or iTunes. I feel like it's the same thing, but just putting it out there. Anyways, just taking two minutes to share the love supports me in doing what I love and that is helping you find freedom because you freaking deserve it. Until next time, my friend, bye-bye now. Odds are, if you're hearing my voice right now, you are stuck in eating disorder recovery and desperately want to recover, but don't know where to start due to feelings of fear and overwhelm. And this podcast is here to help with that. On this feed, I do my very best to share everything I've learned on my own journey to guide you through the scary process. But let's face it, it would take me years to share every piece of research I find or every recovery strategy I have here via free podcast episodes. And the thing is, you've been struggling with an eating disorder for long enough and you cannot afford to spend more time merely surviving at the mercy of its grasp on you. So, if you're looking to fully recover from your eating disorder, whether you're also autistic or not, I want to invite you to book a free 20-minute strategy session with me. We'll talk about what's keeping you stuck and discuss which one of my programs, whether that be my 12-week signature coaching program or my extreme hunger course or both, would be the best fit for you to finally start living the life you deserve to live. To schedule your free call, simply head over to livelabelfree.com forward slash schedule so that's live label free like the name of this podcast.com forward slash schedule i look forward to chatting with you my friend